Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. They are old. They are not here. They are the weird aunties that you didn't know you needed or wanted. And now, for a friendly reminder, this show is for adults. That darling DJ duo, Emma Davenport and Lady Attercop, drink cocktails, have potty mouths, and at least one of them was raised by wolves. <laughs> Lady Attercop, and we are live. Well, not live. Well, we are pre-recorded. We are live in our bedroom. No, uh, I don't know. Fueling the fan fiction that is our lives. No, we are live from Casa de Attercop. Yeah. Because my 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 poor poor car, my poor poor car is having some poor poor problems, and uh, I am poor poor. So these three things. Mean Emmett brought to me the mobile recording uh, unit. Yes, <laughs> that is that is our life. That way we could record the show in the same place. In the same place, not over Zoom. I hate Zoom. <laughs> Emmett hates Zoom I hate with it. the fiery passion of a thousand suns. It's true. I I do. There is something about it viscerally that upsets me. Yeah. It's like I I did it because. That was how yeah, we had during, to do it. During the panini, that's what we did. Yes. The panini. Ooh. The panini. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Makes it sound way better. Emmett is not on TikTok. <laughs> Emmett does not know. I don't know any of these things. I know that panini is actually one of my favorite words because it's a word you can't say. You you have to smile to say. Panini. Oh, I guess so. You panini. Can't, you can't say it and be mad. I like it because it's a sandwich that has melted cheese on it. Well, so. that I also approve of. Uh, pro, pro, so, pan, pro panini. So I'm pro, pro panini. panini podcast. Yes. But, but uh, <laughs> we are the Clockwork Cabaret. This is our pro panini podcast. Not that panini. The sandwich panini. <laughs> Boy, oh, no. did we have a bad time coming out with that podcast right as the pandemic continued yes. to rage through yes. this world yes and and because of all of that i don't uh i learned very quickly that i don't like uh web cameras no no there i don't like them pointed at me no i don't like them being in a room no. around me no it's hard uh, i don't like having to look at other people through them it's well it's, it's it's all the worst parts of social interaction without any of the good bits. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I have a hard enough time interacting <laughs> with other humans. Yeah. The last thing I need is a is a delay <laughs> and something that hides facial expressions from me. <laughs> like, I spent a long time learning these. I did. How dare you take them away from me? Yeah, I, it's true. 
I also, and I don't know if this is true, this is me repeating something that makes me feel better about myself oh, and well, also that's... explains why I loathe, why, why um, webcams and Zoom and all of that thing, those, the video conferencing is so draining, even more so than like phone calls are, which are my arch nemesis. Oh, Up I until hate... this point had been my arch nemesis, phone calls. phone calls. Um, yeah. But apparently it's really hard to, con- to look at yourself in the mirror like or 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 see a like live feed of yourself if you have certain kinds of trauma uh it actually is really really difficult to constantly be watching your face oh Um, yeah and that is one of the reasons that like phone calls are fine but video conferences can be challenging for certain subsets of the population and i don't know if this is true but it gave me a reason to hate video <laughs> conferencing. So I was like, "Hell yeah, that's totally accurate." Uh, that's why my video. That's why my camera is always off. That's why we have not released this as any kind of YouTube video thing. That's a thing no. a lot of podcasters are doing I now. I know. I and I, for one, no. I, I for one, I don't. Uh, I don't know enough about video. Editing. Feel, editing or Mm-mm. to feel comfortable doing one of the that. two of us would have to learn it yes and that, so that that is one of the reasons why we don't have any sort of video feed of that for, or at least that's the excuse that i'm using <laughs> currently when people ask me and oh. also like also, why do you want to look at us you don't we, we sit here we're uninteresting we sit here and we chatter at each other and play music so the chattering at each other might be entertaining. The while we're playing music, not as much. Not as much fun. Not as I much mean, fun. We'll still continue to chatter to each other. Yeah. But there's a lot of me like hitting buttons and moving things around, and then remembering that oh, I need to put an ad there, and it's yeah. I don't. I feel like that is a weird thing that people would want to watch. It is definitely what we have tried it a few times, and yes. we've done it a few times. We've done like a couple of uh, live recordings and a couple of like. It makes uh, me feel very uh, on uh, Instagram live, not yes. on in a way that we're normally on. Yes, uh, we've done it a few times, and it doesn't like neither of us like it. No, no. <laughs> we go get really weirdly self-conscious, and it kind of. Um, Mm, we're both neurodivergent is what I'm trying yeah, to yeah, say without yeah. trying to say that. It's like, That's fine. You can say it. <laughs> we like, all admit. As if anyone had suspected I anything feel else like from the beginning knew. of this podcast. Yeah, uh, from the show. The show's <laughs> At least from when I was on it. Fuck. <laughs> Even before. Yeah. Long I before. Was, that's why I was a fan before I was a... We uh, were nerds. Before I was a member, I was also a... Wait, no. A before client? I was a... Yeah, I don't know Before how. I was a client, I was, I was also, also a member. Mem- I know. Uh, I know. No. <laughs> or vice versa. Yes, uh, but it's definitely... Yeah, video thing. I... If there were, if there were people sitting in front of us, if we had oh an no, audience, we're fine if there's an audience. Then we then. can feed off that energy. Yes, like the vampires that we are. Yes, anytime we have done a group meeting, meet up, or mm-hmm. or a panel at a convention, or we've anything, done a couple of live yes. uh, clockwork cabarets, yes. and they were a lot of fun. Actually, yes. uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Yes, but <laughs> I didn't know how to use your microphone any of the times we did them, and I <laughs> failed every single time. But you know, hey. But those were definitely, uh, you know, that those are a lot easier because you actually get 
to interact with There's other people. people. Whereas when you're doing video, <laughs> you don't know. You're just, you're just reacting to yourself. Yeah. And then you become a weird over-parody of yourself yeah. because you start performing for the camera that you can see kind right. of well see and you're it's... looking at your uh, a small tiny picture of uh, yourself it gets real weird and so you want to like oh no yeah i just had a repressed memory pop back up Uh-oh. into my head oh that's fun cool hi this is uh, my name is lady adderkov and apparently this is my therapy for the week oh because i can no longer afford therapy because again my car um <laughs> yeah no when my family first got a video camera, they did this whole, like, you know, because that's, uh, listeners, back in the day, uh, it was unusual to own a device that could record your likeness in, in real time. Well, because it stole your soul. It stole, it stole your soul. <laughs> and, and we had souls in the 19, early 1990s, <laughs> you know, before the internet still sucked them out of us. Uh, with brony fan fiction, I don't know. Just Probably off. it was that. It was no, it was it was definitely Harry Potter fan fiction that stole our collective souls. But back in the day, like you didn't, it, it was a big deal to get a video camera. It was a big deal yeah. to be able to record your I, I your could, special memories. I got one for my gr- for a high school graduation. Yeah, we didn't get one that early because we were. Very lower class. Uh, but well, no, I got one just because it was the option was that or, or college or nothing. <laughs> you can have you can have this I mean, bulky they, VHS they offered recorder. Me a very or old, a very old car that was broken that or, needed to be fixed, uh, uh, and I didn't have a driver's license. So, so. Yeah, so the video camera. So of course the video yeah, camera. Yeah, I went don't. Out. I was in. It was guilt. I have a lot yeah. of. There was. You know, I have a dad and a stepfather. And <laughs> There's a lot of that. There was a lot of guilt. There was family a lot guilt. of that going on. So, my that's what I got. I oh, I must have been in high school. It so had it was a big giant VHS tape. Yes, that, it was, it, they were large. Yeah, they uh, were heavy he- not, and heavy, not easy to maneuver. And also, I wasn't quite sure what to do. You no, know, you it. didn't know what to do with it or how to so, be in front of the camera yeah. or anything. Uh, that's I made. Really bad stop motion animation <laughs> using teddy bears and stuffed animals. And they would not let me have the video camera for that figures. Long. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I did because there was nothing else to do with it. I, I, this must have been when I was in college or about to go to college. So mid 90s ish. My family finally got a video camera. We yes. can record all of our most precious memories. And all I remember was the, who, I don't know who made this decision. And because none of my family listens to this podcast, fuck whoever that was. Um, <laughs> they decided to film us asking for what we wanted for Christmas. Oh. And then like, like, I guess the thought was maybe someone would splice in like, Christmas the next yes. day, or yeah. I, I don't know what the thought was. I don't know who made this decision. I don't know why they made they, the decision. They had planned on recording Christmas morning. Yeah, probably. who knows? And they went around asking everyone what their their most desired holiday gift was, and mine because I was this kind of nerd even in the nineties was like I want a really good set of colored pencils, and that's what I did want. Prismacolor, they were expensive. Look. 
that's all I asked for because that's all I was expected to get. Side note, I did get that. But apparently the footage of me saying, oh, I just want a really good, because I don't know what to do in front of a camera. Yeah. Because of my no- I'm not a normal person. <laughs> you are And normal. I went through like a thousand microaggressions of saying, or expressions of saying, I would like you here. In this audio format, just hear me going, I'd like a really good set of nice colored pencils. And that sounds like a thing a normal human would say in a normal human way. But I did not say it in a normal human way. I was awkward because there was a camera pointed at my face and I made a lot of weird faces Ah, in the course of saying this normal sentence. And I imagine hand gestures. Probably. There was probably some flailing going on because my parents are from New Jersey. (laughs) And I was not yet schooled in how to pretend to be a normal human in the presence of other normal humans because I'd only been around my family and friends and none of them were normal, normal people. And so, like, fair. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mom. The apple doesn't fall far. Again, I know you don't listen to this podcast, but I'm telling you, I have ADHD, and I'm telling you, I know where I got it. (laughs) But because I was awkward and feeling weird and there was a camera pointed at me and I didn't know what to do with my hands and or face I made just a lot of weird expressions and a lot of weird things that my family delighted in rewinding and rewatching over and over and over again while laughing about what a what a an interesting array of facial expressions was was careening across my meat face they're all a bunch of jerks. <laughs> no, because there's a lot of us. And when I say I learned, to, I was raised with like, you know, last week I made the joke about Thunderdome. Yes. I was raised with Thunderdome rules. Like any weaknesses will be exploited. This is why I have no soul now. Because it was killed. This is how I survived a South Florida public school education for as long as I did. Oh. This is why when I tell you, you cannot kill me in any way that truly matters. You cannot. Because my soul already died so many years ago. Look, my Scotch-Irish family got there first, and then after that, the bullies of middle school in South Florida got there later. Yeah, that's, yep, that seems about right. And with that, <laughs> with, with that wonderful and also warm... why we will never video our faces when we do this podcast. Emmett doesn't look at me when we do it. They don't know the kind of weird shit I'm pulling over here. And I would prefer that the population at large didn't either. And with that, I'm going to press a button. We were playing in the sand. And you found a little band. You told me you fell in love with it, hadn't gone as I planned. When you had to bid a tune, said you'd never love anew. I wondered if I could hold it and fall in love with it too. You told me to buy a pony, but all I wanted was you.
size april smith and the great picture show with colors and starting off our set with tally hall with hidden in the sand Apologies. What else should I say? 
favorite performer? Our favorite performer, isn't it? Daniel. All of us? You like him the best? <laughs> Oh yeah, this guy representing the Lead Belly Estate wants to sell me Lead Belly's guitar for five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I even asked David Geffen personally if he'd buy it for me.
a pretty little bee, I see why you might choose it. I'd rather have a madman wasp, cause he plays all the music. Choose the madman wasp, he plays all the music. with God's Away on Business. Before that, we had the Greenskeepers with Lotion, and starting off our set was Nirvana with All Apologies. I remember when we shared everything Nothing seemed to keep us apart and winter came, it's not the same as when the sun shined. No going back to the start. I know that I'm different, much different. 
House with me and Mr. Jones. Before that, we had Shilpa Ray with Straight Man's Dream, and starting off our set was Ajoa Skinner with Don't Leave Me Hanging. When your baby leaves you all alone, and nobody calls you on the phone 
birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting all by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Woo. And I'm feeling good. Fish in the sea. You know how I feel. River running free. You know how I feel. Blossom on. Fly out in the sun You know what I mean Don't you know Butterflies are having fun You know what I mean Sleep in peace When day is done That's what I mean And this whole world Is a new world And a bold world
Lauren Hill with Feeling Good. Before that, we had Tammy Terrell with Ain't No Mountain High Enough. And starting off our set with Solomon Burke with Cry To Me. Prejudice. Wrote a song about it? Like to hear it? Here it go. Free your mind.
episode is brought to you by Archibald H. Gearbottom, Robot Attorney. Long have the imperfectly fleshy masses of law doctors, biased by glandular emotional fits, dominated the field of legal discourse. Let the cold logic of steel and the exquisite clockwork engineering of its rhetorical gearbox make objections stay objectionable, pick jurors with laser-guided accuracy, and file motions at speeds of well over 80 miles per hour. Nary a judge will remain unconvinced when its bowler flaps back with a jet of steam, it rears up behind the defense to its court-approved height of 12 feet and interjects, Permission to treat the witness as hostile, deploying cross-examination probe in five, four, three. Archibald H. Gearbottom, robot attorney. Court hastily adjourned. 
and brewed according to terrifying laboratory specifications. Leon Tangibosch's Every Butter can be used in any instance where one thing can be vastly approved by smearing it with something else. Employ it as a bread topping, industrial lubricant, suntan lotion, or baby formula. Use it to cheat at baseball, cheat on your taxes, cheat on your spouse, cheat death, or subsequently hasten it. Leon Tangibosch's Every Butter. It's apparently helpful. And as always, the clockwork cabaret flitters down from the heavens in mass to clog the streets and driveways of Mad Wasp Radio. Get a shovel!
everybody thinks we're wrong. But our mother, who are they to judge us? Mother, mother, simply calls me where I am on. Mother, mother, Marvin Gaye with Inner City Blues, Make Me Wanna Holler. Before that, we had Paloma Faith with It's It's the Not Knowing. And starting off our set was En Vogue with Free Your Mind.
Badu with On and On. Before that, we had Death in Vegas with Girls, and starting off our set was Greg Weeks with Made.
All by myself. No one was looking. I was thinking of you. Oh, yeah, did I mention? I was all by myself. All by myself. All by myself. All by myself. to your house, but 
one myself. You and me have such wonderful times when I'm all by myself. Green Day with All By Myself. Before that, we had... I think that's probably the first time you've heard Green Day on this show. Before that, we had the Dead Milkman with Punk Rock Girl. And starting off our set was Bella Morte with Earth Angel.
the internet radio like this doesn't come easy, but it does come cheap, and you can help pay for it. Simply head over to madwaspradio.com and click on their donate button to help keep shows like ours on the British airwaves. Or, if you like this clockwork of cabarets, this crazy thing we do, you can donate to us directly by going to agnealtstudios.com and donating one of multiple ways. In fact, we'll even take unmarked bills slipped discreetly under the nearest lavatory door. Much more than words could ever say. 
And oh my dear, I'll be right here until my dying day. I don't know just how to say all the things I feel. I just know that I love you so, and it gives me such a thrill. Cause I find what this world is searching for. Yeah, right here, my dear. I don't have to look no more. And all my days, I hope and I pray for someone just like you. Make me feel the way you do. I'm never, never gonna give you up. I'm never, ever gonna stop. Stop the way I feel about you. Pity. 
Thanks for that. Wow. New York, just like I pictured it. Skyscraper and everything. Hey, hey, brother. Hey, come here, Slick. Hey, you look, you look hip, man. Hey, you wanna make yourself five bucks, man? Yeah, brother. Hey, look here, run this across the street for me right quick, okay? Run this across the street What? Huh? I don't know. What? I'm just going across the street. Drag him out. Oh, no. What'd I do? Turn around, turn around. Put your hands behind your back. Let's go, let's go. A jury of your peers having found you guilty. Ten years. Come on, come on! Get in that cell, nigga. wonder with living for the city before that we had barry white with never never gonna give you up and starting off our set with sade with kiss of life and we are i'm a little tipsy <laughs> we're a lot more lubricated than we normally are when we do this show because we're in my house it's and true. we've been petting my cats and having drinks it's true and, and arguing about green day <laughs> arguing about green day <laughs> Because I said to Emmett, I think this is the first Green Day we've ever played on this show. And they went, no, surely it's not. I own it. And I went, no, no, no. Because we've had an argument about the placement of pop punk in the canon of punk discography and whether or not that's valid. Uh, I have strong opinions. And then we realized, yeah, probably we've never played Green Day before. (laughs) For the record, uh, Emmett thinks pop punk, uh, like... Like, uh, I would say middle class, 
punk Link rock. Yeah, does is is not necessarily punk. Whereas I fall into the this is a normal continuation of where that music originated and then like spread into the suburbs and it would have been disingenuous for bands like Green Day or Blink-182 to pretend that they didn't have this middle-class upbringing. And um, that's where we diverge in that because <laughs> neither of us cares enough to, to, to delve any deeper. <laughs> I, because yes. they, I, we are both way too poor <laughs> to have an opinion on on middle class pop punk or were raised way too poor i should say i yeah well i it's more of that i like the visceral angry political well yeah because that was of a place well because that was that in the place of the people me. that yeah. speaks to me on a visceral level that i this was our argument yes uh, listeners that, I that understand. Uh, yeah because and uh the uh, both of us came from a lower economic socio-political yes. background and so that that punk speaks to us more because that it's meeting us where we are. Yes. But then like a generation after that where you have angry, disaffected youths, especially in the case of Green Day, you have queer dis- disaffected youths because uh, Billy Joe Armstrong has come out is queer. Like, you know, so. Uh, Wait, he is? Yes. Yeah, so when? See, he's bi. He's been oh. bi. He's, that's, that's an open secret. Oh, um, I, I wasn't paying that much attention. My sister. I have I have a younger sister that's sixteen years younger than me that really liked Green Day. That's okay. how I know all this all stuff. Right. Um, and so, like, yeah, like it would be disingenuous to adopt the the music and the language of a generation uh, of a of a of a music genre that spoke to them as angry, yes. disaffected youth, but didn't represent who they were or where they were and so they tweaked it to where they are Ah. and like and while it doesn't appeal to us because that's not where we come from i totally understand why it it appeals to the people that it did appeal to right and like and that's the beauty of music is that every incarnation takes bits and pieces of the stuff before it and repurposes it for who and what they are and uh and presents it to other people to represent them Oh. And that's beautiful. And I love that. And even though I don't like Bleak 1D2 and it's not mine, it's not my punk, I can appreciate its its place in, in the grand tradition of I'm pissed off and shit sucks. You are much nicer about it than I am. <laughs> yeah, but like, see, you, you only have the one, you only have a couple of younger siblings. I have many younger siblings that, that incorporate yes. many different generations and like yes. kind of, and like I took my sister to her first concert and it was Blink-182, or it was Green Day, the American Idiot Tour. And uh, I'll tell you, they put on a damn, I, I was not a Green Day fan up until that point. I just took her because she wanted to go and like. I'm a good older sister. I'm like, well, I'll take you to your first concert. Ho, 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 ho. Because mom and dad won't take you to this punk show. Oh, ho, 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 ho. It was, a, it was like, you know, stadium tour. It was yeah. not, like, this was not, I was not taking her to some shady back room South Florida crap hole like I had gone to. 
<laughs> I, I was taking you to a very safe venue at 13. See, this is very... It's, it, but, so, like, and it was a good show. It was like, I didn't... I'm not a Blink-182... Or, Blink-182, I keep saying the wrong yeah, band. Yeah, Green Day. I wasn't a Green Day fan, but I really enjoyed it. I actually uh, bought that album after that. I had a good time. I have... Well, okay, so... Uh, the first show that I ever took a sibling, to, a younger sibling to, was the Cosmic Thing, the B-52s, oh. and Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers <laughs> opened for them. So you got your so, younger sibling stoned, is what I'm hearing. Not on purpose, but yes. <laughs> I also may have had a contact high. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, see, this is what I want to say. We went to a stadium tour, and it was very safe. That was, you know, I want to say she was, I mean, I was probably like 14 or 15 myself. Oh, dang. So she was probably 10. Yeah, you were not old enough to be taking I mean, I was there with my dad. My dad took us. Oh, so that's on your dad. That's not on you. Yeah. See, yes. I well, was he like, also was very shocked and surprised, and then was very, and then there was a whole moment where he was trying to 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 uh, corral us out of the stadium because he was realized that there was yeah there was a Ziggy Marley concert not, going on. He apparently did not realize that Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers was opening for the B fifty twos at that show. So he should not have been surprised. Yes. See, well, he got t- he had free tickets, so. It was oh. it was a thing. It happened. That that was a thing. It was the ninety or no, it was the late eighties. <laughs> you know, see, different times. See, I was you a know. full adult. I was. He in- was a he he did he was a construction worker. He worked on the he worked he built the stage at the oh, at no. the thing. So he had gotten a deal. Oh, so he was like crew, had crew tickets. Yeah, we were in really good oh. seats. Dang. We were close. Yeah, no, we that was were... also how I saw Lollapalooza. I was six seats away when Ministry was on stage <laughs> for the second Lollapalooza. Yeah, yeah, how... I didn't have these kind of contacts, listeners. I yes. was in a, I was in a corporate uh, stadium thing in yep. like nosebleed seats. Oh. And I was in oh. my twenties, and my sister was thirteen. Oh. So yeah, like, See, well, there was an age a different experience. Yes. I'm sixteen year old, sixteen years old, <laughs> sixteen years older than my youngest sister. I took her to a lot of concerts and shielded her from the kind of horrific bullshit that Florida, South Florida had to offer because oh, yeah. I had already experienced it once. Oh, yeah. um, yeah, well, I mean, no, my, that's a, that's yeah, a, that's that's a, a fundamentally different yeah, experience. Different. My first concert with a quote-unquote responsible adult, I went to see, a, we have already discussed on the show, yeah. Janet Jackson in the Miami. Uh, that was your first in my, concert? In Miami, yes. Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation you tour. You have never been to any other show, I musical had, no, event no, ever? No, no, I had not. Okay. I hadn't even been to like a stage show. Okay, so... Here, in Miami, let me, we took the light rail and saw lots of drug deals let, and rats. Let me explain to you our our different life <laughs> lives that we have lived. Uh, my first concert was Stompin' 76. I was three I was years, not born yet. I was three years old. <laughs> three. Three years old. And actually, no. 
two and a half years old. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I was not stop born yet. Six. Yeah, stop in 76, because I was born in 74. Yeah, stop in 76. My mother took me to this concert. That doesn't there are count. pictures. No, I, the Bonnie Raitt, it was a whole thing. There were pictures of I, me being there. I don't think that. I think the first concert that you attend is the concert first that concert you remember. You want, no, that you wanted to go to. That you, oh, that you this, like that I actively yeah, wanted like, to go. Yeah, because I don't because I went to a lot of shows. Yeah, my I don't mom count, dragged like, me to so many shows. I saw Tom Waits. I saw Ricky Lee Jones. But you didn't. Before I was before I was a decade old, yeah. I <laughs> no, I, I I count your first concert as a concert you oh, actively, that I actively wanted, wanted to, see? to see. Oh, that, that you as a person decided this musician speaks to me in a oh. way I I need to experience. Well, I life. guess it would have been that cosmic that B fifty two's cosmic thing concert. <laughs> <laughs> was both of you and your sister's first concert. Yes. Yeah, but that was on your dad. That wasn't on you. You didn't no, take but, your sister to that. No, but that was you definitely... You weren't old enough. But I wanted to go. Yeah. I was very excited yeah, about it. Yeah, so that would be your first concert. Oh, that's a good you, one. That's a go. good one. And your dad... That's on your dad for not realizing that C.E. Yeah, Marley, there would be some pot smoke. He didn't... Yeah, he did not... He. That's on I mean, him. That's on him. Yeah. Come on. You yeah. don't hear oh, no, Marley he and think I don't that think it's going to be a kid's I don't venue. think he realized until we got there that that's who was opening. I, uh, I don't think he realized it. He just and thought then, it was the B-52s. Yes. He didn't know who the opening band was. <laughs> I had a t-shirt, too, for a really long time. I mean, that's pretty great. Yes. I did not have a t-shirt for my first Janet Jackson show because we made our t-shirts. Oh. Because it was that kind of... We, got, we did get second row seats, well, though, because they were filming. Well, see, I got t-shirts because of familial guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, you know, your dad. dad got you high, so he thought at least he, I could do is buy these buy me a t-shirt. t-shirts. We were there in homemade t-shirts, but that apparently got warranted us second row seats. The only thing I remember... The distinctly remember about that concert. I mean, it was it was a formative experience. I remember the rats. I remember the the, the Miami light rail. I also remember uh, we were there with my friend, my friend's older, my best friend's older sister, who I've talked about before. The one that drove the the checker car and introduced me to seeing the Banshees. Uh, and she got really excited because at one point while Janet Jackson was dancing, uh, she whipped her hair and then the sweat hit her face. Oh. And she got to say, I got sweat on! <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, as a first time, moments. as a first time, that's not bad. All right. <laughs> we, we shared that moment together. Trinity, you got sweat on by Janet Jackson and lo, these many years later, I still remember <laughs> I mean, one of the concerts that I would say that I wa- actively wanted to go to that was my first, yeah, first your concert first big music that experience. I paid for myself mm-hmm. would have been They Might Be Giants. That's pretty good too. And it was the two Johns and a and a and, and a and a tape recorder, <laughs> and they were their own uh, opening probably, band, possibly their own opening band, and. Uh, and- this is why we keep doing this show because these are the moments we, like you know that there is something special about that moment like you yes. you you have gone out of your way to do this thing and you have that moment with the people around you that's just kind of special yeah i remember when i went to see uh bauhaus 
They all hated each other. You could tell they hated each other on. Oh yeah, you could feel it. You could feel how much I, they hated each other on on stage when that tour happened. Oh, God I could damn, feel they it. were good. I could feel it from two towns over. I was actually having my own goth night going on, yeah. and I couldn't go because because oh, we because, went in Florida, and, and man, yeah. the bass was so loud and so deep. Yes. It it. It, I was wearing a corset, of course, because goth night. Uh, it made my boobs jiggle. And I was like, this is tick jiggling bass. And I was like, yes, yes. And I've told the story about yeah. the guy that looked like he 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 did IT for a living and oh, knew yeah. every lyric. And we were like, come to IOP with us. Yeah, yeah. And that no, was great. That's, no, because that's, that's what, what you want. That's what music is. Music yeah. should give you a... Could should feel feed your soul. It should and it should jiggle parts jiggle. of you you didn't know could jiggle. Yes, from far away. From 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 just the base. <laughs> and with that, David J, you know what you did. With that with that very visceral image. Uh, <laughs> this has been the Clockwork Cabaret. She is Lady Attercup. And they are Emmett Davenport. And just remember, it's not work we do. It's love. This is Mad Wasp Radio, home of the hits. <laughs> <laughs>